Hello, you are listening to the Victory Lops podcast. My name is Emily Schwartz. I am coming to you from Washington, D.C. It is April 6th. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are psyched to be here. Uh, My co-host, Charlie Bowman, is, quote, out of the office today. He will be back soon. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. If you were one of our very few listeners who uh, tuned in from the very beginning, we apologize for the hiatus. We are still trying to figure out how to balance this podcast against so many other things in our lives. Um, And we are just getting off the ground again. We're psyched to come to you uh, more regularly. And um, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, We are coming off the heels of Indian Wells and the Miami Open. Um, On the women's side, Vika Azarenka took both of those titles. On the men's side, uh, Novak Djokovic also took both of those titles. So two dominant players in the field right now. Um, Clay court season's about to start. Uh, Lots of interesting stuff ready to happen that we'll be talking about leading up to the French Open. So we're very excited over here at Victory Lobs. Today we have a short but sweet show. Uh, we are going to be talking to Jake Schwartz, who happens to be my brother, a consultant at Ernst & Young, avid tennis fan, avid tennis player. We're going to talk to him about some pop tennis culture news. Uh, we're also going to introduce a new segment called Clips from the Court. Um, on today's show, we have Ren Lu Yu, founder of Oxfield Capital, who um, was wonderful enough to let the microphones pick up some of the uh, audio while we were playing on the court most recently. So uh, go for a walk, clean the kitchen, whatever you're going to do while you're listening to this podcast. We are psyched to have you here. Um, Let us know what you think and enjoy. Victory Lobbers. Um, I am here with my brother, Jacob Schwartz. Um, both of us are in Washington, D.C., though he is very far away uh, over on the Navy Yard. Um, he is great enough to lend his time this evening, right before the Villanova UNC game, to talk about tennis. Uh, so we have some fun questions lined up, uh, and we're going to start right off the bat with what is your favorite tennis player? Who is your favorite tennis player, rather? My favorite tennis player uh, at the time being, I'll have to go with Stan Wawrinka. As someone that has a one-handed backhand, he is the player to follow. Well, Roger has been at the top with a one-handed backhand, no one comes close to being able to crush out right winners the control the power of stan you think he, you would say you would say he has control power well for the amount of power he hits with control is beyond compare because hmm. i think what roger is able to do much better is have much more control on his backhand but with far less power oh yeah interesting yeah, well, Stan just kind of, like, fizzled out so far this spring. He has, he's, like, yet to have a really... Well, I don't think Stan's as strong of a mental player. Mm. Or once he, you know, gets out of his groove, it's, it's a quick death. Yeah. Do you, th- how do you, for, like, how do you think he's going to do it, uh, the French, this year? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the French, because I think uh, it plays well for his game. Uh, the clay courts are, 
you know, he has good movement, he knows how to slide, and, you know, he's, he's confident, you know, he's beaten lots of good people there, so I don't think he should feel that intimidated. I think the only thing that doesn't he doesn't have going for him is a momentum right now. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully he'll be able to uh, kick it into gear pretty quick. Okay, so you like Stan because of the one-handed backhand. Uh, if you could coach any player on tour right now, uh, man or woman, uh, who would it be? If I could coach any man or woman on tour right now. Granted, you know, John Isner does have an opening on his team as of today. Maybe Philip Kohlschreiber. Really? Why? Uh, he has a very, I don't know, interesting game when you think about it. So he's a very smaller player compared to most people, yet he has a very high percentage serve. He has a, a one-handed backhand, which for a smaller guy, it's a lot harder to control. And I think often, you know, he's considered uh, the underdog in many of his matches, but plays competitively. Um, regardless if he's playing a top 10 player or top 5, usually he takes at least, you know, one tie break, or takes the opponent to at least one tie break, you know, just proving how difficult of a player he can be to face. And, um, I like him. So you would, what, try to just, like, push him over that brink? Yeah, I think, you know, his game is difficult to break as a competitor. And I think his, um best strategy to a certain point right now is just um, almost like attrition like just keep winning your service games and hope his opponent will like fade in or fade out and sort of kill themselves off yeah I think it'd be interesting to coach him um, give him I say give him pointers on you know what I'm observing in his game seeing what his opponent is doing and uh Help him get over that little hill of challenge. Yeah, that's an interesting answer. I um, I really didn't see that one coming. Um, it was sort of like Gilles Simone-esque, right? Like letting the uh, your opponent just kind of defeat themselves. Yeah. All right. Okay, so favorite tennis players, Stan Wawrinka. Uh, if you could coach anyone, it sounds like it'd be Cole Schreiber. Um, I want to know... Uh, okay, so part of what Victory Laps is all about is trying to make tennis feel more accessible and fun to the everyday sports fan. Uh, part of that, for better or for worse, is trying to make it appeal to the American audience. Uh, who's your favorite American player, man or woman, or both? Uh, man or woman, or both. Um, not John Isner. Okay. I enjoy watching him. I feel like he just lets you down too much. So he's sort of hard to root for sometimes. Oh, that's so true. That's so painful. Um, I guess on the female side, Serena, just because she's so dominant in every way. Like, her game has just been elevated to like there's Serena and there's everyone else. Well, actually, I don't know. 
I don't know if that's like so true right now. Like, well, like, like Vika, Vika is moment. But I would say, looking, you know, through a the past five years, you know, what she's been able to accomplish, you know, without having many blips in her game at all, you know, it's just downright impressive. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's enjoyable watching her. And, you know, seeing what she's able to accomplish against her opponents. Yeah. And then, on the men's side, um, if I had to pick, maybe the Bryan brothers. Oh, I like that answer. Um, you know, I, I haven't played doubles in years, but, you know, watching them play, you know, doubles is such a different game than singles, where... You know, singles is a lot more skill and power and, you know, how to put away your opponents or make them have an error. I think doubles is a lot more strategy because the points are so quick. So working with your partner, figuring out what, you know, kind of serve you want to do. Is it, you know, down the middle? Is it out wide? Um, once you're at the net, are you going to try to go after one person? Are you going to try to hit an angled shot, drop shot, slam? Yeah. Um, whatever, and seeing them, um, they're just—it's fun to watch. Yeah. Nice. I um, I didn't know if you were gonna go with Stevie Johnson. No. Uh. Okay. French Open. You think Stan's gonna be okay if he can, uh, you know, stay mentally with it and mentally collected? How do we feel about Djokovic? Is he finally gonna get it? Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Djokovic made it. (laughs) Put it one way. Um, It's tough figuring out who might give him a challenge right now. Yeah, especially in play. Um, You know, uh, Joker just rolled over Rafa in, I forget if it was a semifinal or a final, um, pretty convincingly. I think it was like a a 6-4 first set and then like 6-1 or 6-2 in the second set. So, I don't think Rafa's nearly at his top game. Even after, And plus, even after last year, Djokovic just crushed him. Um, I don't think Roger will go that deep just because he's still recovering from his surgery. I don't even know if he's going to play or not. Um, I think the only person that could maybe, you know, give Djokovic a little bit of a run as someone that has a little more flat-hitting strokes. Um, I like Burdich, but he doesn't move well enough to really combat Djokovic's return game. Um, Andy Murray, I don't know. He's never succeeded that much on clay. So, you know what? Andy Murray's actually kind of who's coming to mind for me as well. And I can't figure out why. I can't figure out if it's just like no one but him. Or if I kind of think that like he's going to get riled up enough on clay to actually give Djokovic a run for his money. So, I don't... I think Djokovic will definitely make the final. I think if he ran into... You know, a, a streaky player like, um, you know, like Dustin Brown mm. somehow just take a set off of him and rattle him a little bit. But I think Djokovic would still win in like a four set match or something. Yeah. 
What, so, a, what about um like historically really uh, like somebody like Verdasco or Ferrer who's pretty okay on clay? Um, they're both good players on clay, but I think it's the the return game which really differentiates Djokovic is that you know he's able to break his opponents rather than than have themselves defeat themselves by you know breaking serves, hitting errors. You know he keeps the ball in play which I don't think they're able to do as well. If you could borrow anyone's serve in today's game and just automatically be able to serve just like them, hmm. who would you pick? Don't hold me to either of these, but what comes to mind, especially after watching Indian Wells in Miami recently, um as inconsistent as like Kyrgios can be watching his serve uh, in Miami was awesome. Okay. How about you? Um, if I was looking for a power serve, Sam Groth all the way. But uh, I think in terms of precision, it's hard to bet against Federer. Oh yeah. I feel like if, you know, I walked onto some court and was, you know, rallying with him, I feel like if I put, you know, a real small cone down anywhere in the entire service box within, you know, reasonable area, I feel like Roger could hit it within, like, two serves. And that's just remarkable. Yeah. A lot of practice. So. Okay. Jake Schwartz, it was good to have you on. Uh, you'll be back, I am sure. Uh, enjoy Nova UNC in a few minutes. Alright. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Bye. Bye. We're going to end the podcast today with one final segment. I'm calling Clips from the Court. You're going to be listening to my friend Ren Lu Yu, tennis fan, player, and founder of Oxfield Capital. Uh, we hit the court recently after a D.C. area weekend windstorm. And after removing debris from the court, we finally clicked into tennis gear. It was a gorgeous spring day here in the D.C. area. Uh, in the future, I hope this feature can be something funny. You get some laughs. You get uh, some interesting conversations happening on the tennis court for now. It's uh, mostly reactions, but I do hope they make you laugh. Be sure to follow Victory Lobs on Twitter at Victory Lobs or shoot us a note to Victory Lobs Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, we would love to hear from you. See you soon. For now, enjoy.
Nice shot. Made it public, baby. Nice.